Hello and welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And uh, we're continuing our thing from last week where we're sharing different shows we watch with each other because nothing real interesting is going on otherwise. (laughs) So uh, this week we chose or we watched two different shows that probably couldn't be more different. (laughs) Uh, We went with, well, you chose BoJack Horseman, uh, the pilot, Mm -hmm. and uh, I chose Hannibal episode Eight of the third season, which is the start of the Red Dragon arc. And uh, I don't know, should we start Bojack Horseman or how should we do this? Start light, go dark, start. You wanna flip them? You wanna flip them? Yeah, start with so Hannibal? Or... Start with Hannibal? Alright, so I admittedly chose this partially as an experiment because I'm curious how this episode comes off if, if you don't have two and a half seasons of backstory. Yeah. Because um, it start, it is the start of the new story, or it's the start of the right. first book. Yeah, but it's also playing off some some histories and stuff. So, as somebody who's never seen the show but has seen the movies, like, what did you think about it? Was it kind of weird to get into? <laughs> not or? really. Not, okay. Um, I didn't really get the who the woman was. Right, Alana Bloom. Yeah, uh, I didn't really get her. Yeah. I was that was the only time I was really ever really confused. Yeah, and I I considered uh, pausing and being like, okay, here's what's going on with her. Yeah. But like that's so weird, and there's so much stuff that that doesn't really pertain to this episode. Yeah. That it would like the most important thing you need to, to know for that is just that she also has a history with Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. and uh, like when the series started, Hannibal was Will's psychiatrist. Because he was, like, this, you know, FBI expert guy. You know, he taught classes at the university and stuff. But he's also, you know, he's really... He gets... He has an empathic connection to a lot of these killers, like we'll talk about a little bit in this episode. Okay. And, uh, like, so part of her job was to watch him, too. Or, like, to pay attention to him. Because he was always such a strange guy that they they wanted to understand how he thought and like to psychiatrists the way that his mind works and the way that he makes connections that normal people can't is interesting. Okay. So like she's been tied in from an early stage, but during a time when Will knew that Hannibal was you know Hannibal Lecter <laughs> serial killer cannibal murderer guy, like uh, she didn't believe him on that, and mm-hmm. she was really close to Hannibal, so like she has a history of betrayal kind of from him too. Uh, so, okay. Anyway, it, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. Like the first half of this episode feels like it's kind of tying up stuff from the what came before, but a lot of it's done in a way that I think is accessible, right? Um. I mean, yeah, with the exception of that, I mean, I didn't really right, right. get her, uh, and so that, that was kind of lose. I was kind of losing interest during their scenes. So I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, and then, um, and I was kind of a little confused. On, I mean, I guess he was a former colleague. Or Chilton was it? The, yeah, the guy. Yeah, where they I was, were eating the chocolate. Right, and then like he's just like, yeah, in the derogatory sense, I fed you a cow. That's that's a whole other like both. Those were the scenes that I thought would probably yeah. be the most confusing because again, he has a weird history with Hannibal Lecter, where mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they Is, were sort of colleagues for a while. Uh, was that the guy? And do you remember in the first one? Uh, that's kind of like a he's he's. Uh, he's the guy at the end where they're in, like, where Hannibal Lecter calls 
Jodie Foster, and it's just like I'm having a friend for dinner, and then he's like following him. I I'd have to watch Silence of the Lambs again just to make the connections between all these characters. Okay. Uh, it might be he is a character who's in the books. Uh, in the book of Red Dragon, he's the guy who's like kind of overseeing Hannibal Lecter as a prisoner. Yeah. And, okay. So he is. Yeah. He's like the main. He's like the guy, and like he's. Because in the in Silence of the Lambs. He kind of gets pissed off. He doesn't really like Jodie Foster too much. Like, he even, like, spies on Jodie Foster to see yeah. what he's doing. And he's kind of, like, shady and yeah, kind of yeah. shitty. So I think, that, I think that might be Chilton in that. Okay. And uh, in, in this, uh, it, I don't know if you noticed, like, a little scar he has on his face. Mm. Um, he and Hannibal have an interesting history there where, like, he was presumed dead in the series for a while. And Hannibal literally shot him in the face. Jesus. <laughs> so, like, that's reconstructive surgery and stuff and like there's one part earlier this season where yeah you saw all the different yeah. things that weren't real on his so face yeah now. so i mean if he's that character that yeah. scene will make sense yeah to me yeah if if he's yes. that guy um if not then i don't know <laughs> yeah but, but yeah the idea is you know they both have these histories with this guy who they yeah. at one time trusted now don't Chilton had wrote a book about Hannibal sometime in these three years and is making a bunch of money off of that. And uh, then Alana Bloom is kind of overseeing him in this version of the story. And uh, yeah, obviously does not trust him at all. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would say if there's any part of it that like isn't friendly to new viewers, it's the part it, it's the part that or the fact that they start with all that. And uh, trying to tie up loose ends and show where those characters are. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Will doesn't really come in until, like, halfway through the story. And he's kind of, like, the main character. Right. But, yeah, like, they were... They wanted to set a new status quo for this before, like, going back and starting the story with Will again. Which is where the book starts, really. It yeah. starts with that scene of Jack Crawford coming to his place and all the dogs and them sitting out on the porch and talking about the Tooth Fairy. So other than those scenes, uh, I guess, like, what do you think of the tone of this? Like, it's a lot different, right? It's very dark. Uh, I mean, I did like it. It's very interesting. It's, um, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about, like, because they have, like, that, like, whenever somebody's, like, living the character. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have, like, the slow-mo where they, like, reenact it. You see it so often in so many shows. Yeah, but I think the way they do it is a lot different here, too. Really? Just in that they have... Uh, Will Graham himself committing all these actions. So a lot of the time, you know, they'll do a scene or reenactment like a shadowy figure because you don't know who did it. In this case, we know who did it. But we're not watching the crime. We're watching Will reliving it, like, and Mm. connecting with that. So by putting him there, it's it's trying to visualize the fact that, like, this is what's dangerous for Will. This Mm -hmm. is why he wants to stay away from it is because he's, like, he understands this. Like, he's almost dangerous in his own right because, like, he could, he could go off the deep end and be this kind of person. Okay, but, for sure. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that sequence. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it is. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was cool. But it was uh, I kind of like when it first started. I was like, oh Jesus, here we go. <laughs> Can you know one of these? Like, yeah. And so uh, yeah, but now that you and maybe if I had like that backstory, that yeah, maybe, you know. Yeah, um, but they start the first episode of the whole series pretty similarly, where they have a thing, and then it shows Will Graham go in, and they have the pendulum swing, which is something they mention in the book. Uh, and then from there, yeah, he starts reenacting it and, like, killing the people himself and stuff, because uh-huh. that's... Is that, is that how it is in the book and the... I can't, yeah. I can't really remember. I mean, I, I saw mean, Red Dragon the movie a long time ago. Yeah, the, I don't think the movie does it. The book, 
they make that connection that like you know he has information on this that you know normal people don't because mm-hmm. he can put himself in those places but it's not like they they specifically describe him you know like slicing people's throats and shooting children and stuff like right. the show does that and, and like that uses that visual device and the first season in particular makes a really interesting usage of it because he starts like losing time and not knowing what's happening and like he really starts losing his shit uh, but like uh it's you're seeing him killing these people so frequently and you know so that like when people start distrusting him or thinking he might have gone off the deep end like you kind of feel it too because you've literally seen it so many times right that's interesting but but yeah again like that's all first season stuff and yeah i i was curious yeah how this would work up here whether they that would come across or whether it would be just kind of like yeah it didn't yeah um uh, yeah, and like I said, we just with that backstory, I think I, I think it, I think it would have. Yeah. Um, now that you've explained it, <laughs> right? So, but because uh, I was I was kind of just like, oh Jesus, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, yeah. I so think it was right off the bat. So at this point, probably not a good idea, or not a recommendation to start here with the series. Probably not. Okay, I had to explain <laughs> enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, because because uh, I mean I was talking to you about you know my experiment i want to try yeah because i want to i want to revisit the sons of anarchy and like do go from the pilot yeah and see because like and i want your see if you can see how because every review i've gotten from people i've recommended that show from yes they watch the beginning they've watched the beginning and they either quit or they're like i i'm so thankful i stayed after (laughs) yeah It's, it's one or the other it's never, and there are a lot of great shows where that's the case. Like, yeah, it's never like it's never like season one. No, it's never. I've I watched the whole thing and didn't like it. It's never mm-hmm. been that. It's either I watched the first three, gave up, or I watched yeah. the first three, went after the third episode, and then loved it. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like with Hannibal too, it's one of those shows where it, like that. Actually, this is a this is kind of a show where like. It starts really strong, I thought, or like right off the bat, I was like, "This is really interesting," or "This is different than I would have expected them to," yeah. or a different way of doing the material. Because like, I don't think this series feels much like the movies. Yeah, no, not really. Mm-hmm. No, like it's, no, it's a much darker, more gothic kind of tone, and there's like a lot more stylistic flourishes to mm-hmm. the show than there is in the movies. Yeah, and Han- and I don't know, my the jury's still out on. Matt's Whether I like, yeah, because yeah. I mean he is completely different, which yeah. I like. But I don't. I mean, just Anthony Hopkins and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Just, like that's one of my top ten performances of all time. Yeah, and he's, Matt, Anthony Hopkins is just incredible. Mads Mikkelsen is. I I like him a lot, but he is kind of a slow burn version of it. Where like mm. you've it, he plays everything or not everything, but a lot of it very very subtle. Mm. And so that when you really get those little glimpses into like his madness, like, like he doesn't, he doesn't do like the Anthony Hopkins, you know, like right. <laughs> the side of Fava, Fava Beans and nice Chianti, you right. know, like he's, he's much more contained, but like you get these little glimpses of who he is inside. <laughs> hey of all governor, that. love you suit. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's like part of what makes him interesting is that like, he seems like such a rational person. And like, even in this season, they're like, uh, Lana Bloom flat out saying, like, you're not insane. Like, yeah. nobody thinks of him as insane. He just has, like, this twisted version of rationality. 
<laughs> where like that's interesting yeah it, it's it is a different take he's not seen as like just a maniac yeah like, like the red dragon character in this is a fucking crazy person right <laughs> but but like hannibal is very very lucid and seems to know what he's doing well that and that's interesting and and like i said i think the jury's still out on it too because i i would like to see like his backstory and i'm at least interested in it because like what ruined handle and like and that was I was I liked this a lot better than I thought it was yeah because I, I think I I think I voiced my concerns about the TV show because of Hannibal Rising being the worst movie in the history <laughs> yeah. of the fucking planet yeah um and uh, cause if, uh, cause in Scream they ma- they make the point that I like love Hannibal Lecter for yeah is, you never get backstories right yeah <laughs> and then they gave him a backstory yeah and it was just like, yeah, he just likes to eat people. It's like, that's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just that fucked up. Well, and I like, I like the way, and again, this isn't something at all clear in this episode. Like, there's actually a pretty small amount of Hannibal Lecter in this mm-hmm. particular episode. Because yeah. it's reintroducing a lot of the elements. But, like, I like that they never outright say why he does, or why he eats people, or what it is. But, like, you can kind of theorize on it. Like, there's enough there that like you get the feeling that in some cases it's like respect in some cases it's you get a taste yeah well (laughs) well i mean you know he's very in especially in the show he's a gourmand like he is what's a gourmand or he's just like he's very particular and he's he's obsessed with food like Mm. not just like gotcha gotcha. i want to eat people but like he wants to make wonderful dishes out of people that are completely different than what anyone is he wants to savor the people that he kills and uh, yeah so that's why he was talking about somebody with that taste palette or right yeah, well yeah, when yeah. he talks to chilton and uh yeah where he mentions the cow's blood and uh chilton asks him like well last time was it a cow and he goes it was only a cow in the derogatory yeah. sense like it was it was a person it was a fat person they deserved it yeah <laughs> it's like, and yeah he has like a lack of morality but he's yeah there's also some element of respect like like, they eventually got it to a point in the earlier seasons where he did think he needed to kill Will Graham, and he, but he had to eat him. <laughs> He's like, there's no way that you could just kill Will Graham and leave him. Like, you know, he has to be a part of him. <laughs> like, it's, it's strange, but it's... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, it's never, like, something that you'd understand, but, like, in a way you kind of get it. <laughs> like, there's a weird killer. You can at least put a... Th- theory to it yeah yeah which is yeah i mean that i could see that being cool yeah um i mean like i said that they just didn't give me enough to really put you know the jury and i mean yeah so the jury's still out on it and and that and that actor has huge shoes to fill in my opinion yeah because i mean that's uh, one of my top 10 favorite performances of all time for silence of the lambs yeah in particular yeah that one Yeah. yeah he's Anthony Hopkins is awesome in that role, but yeah. yeah, like I almost think of it as a as an entirely different take, where like it's they're not even really approaching or trying to do that thing because mm-hmm. like Anthony Hopkins gets to go like fairly over the top, but like not all the time. Like he can be very mm-hmm. restrained, but then he can have these moments of like madness or where yeah. that like just creeps out. Yeah, he's he's got those eyes. Though. Yeah. How's the lambs, Clarice? You know? Right. Like. <laughs> right. Like, and this, this guy is much more. And I mean, it's suited for the show because the first, uh, first two seasons, uh, and nobody knows. Like, 
Hannibal's the last person anybody expects to be a killer mm-hmm. or a cannibal or anything. Like he, uh, he's like, he's such a rational guy. He has such great taste. <laughs> he, uh, you know, it, that's interesting. very polite. They did he's it for a, that long. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it. Cause like, that's an interesting uh, way to go in my opinion, just in, in not even from watching the show, just because mm-hmm. the audience already knows. Yeah, exactly. That's and, interesting. And, uh, like, the first couple episodes, you don't actually see him kill anybody. Mm-hmm. But you, like, it's assumed that you're watching a show Hannibal, and you know mm-hmm. that it, he's Hannibal Lecter. He kills people. He eats people. Like, and Brian Fuller has been very open in, like, interviews about it. That he's like, yeah, you have to create the show under the assumption that everybody knows who this guy is. I mean, it has to work it otherwise, too, but, like, you have to... So they spend a lot of time just establishing him as a person and his role in that world and wise and consultant to hmm. Will. And then, like, you slowly start to... Re- like, you see him kill people, but then you really start to see through Will's eyes as he starts to realize what Hannibal is. And, like, there's all this stag imagery. Like, it, they they associate him, yeah, with, like, stags and, like, deer with, like, big antlers and stuff, too, where, like, Will keeps seeing this like, uh, thing walked through in his hallucinations, and then at the end of the season, you see Hannibal as, like, this figure in black with no facial figures and these antlers and stuff, and it's, like, this symbol of evil, or, like, the devil that, like, he's finally awakened to, and there's a lot of weird stuff in the show, but that's what I like about it. Like, I love, like, all the crazy imagery and stuff, and, like, how it can almost feel like a tone poem at times, where, like, Hmm. it's more concerned with the mood than it is just, like, the story and hmm. <laughs> interesting yeah but yeah so so we talked a little bit about the scene where will breaks or doesn't break in but like plays the role of yeah. the killer and does that tooth fairy or red yeah. dragon or whatever you want to call him. now this is the first episode that the red dragon or uh, francis dolleride shows up in okay. so what do you think of the introduction to him in this episode i mean it was, it was i'm pretty sure that was his introduction in the movie it was very similar if yeah. i remember right i could be wrong about that yeah um so i mean i was like okay yeah i, yeah. I got it you know yeah like, it wasn't really anything okay because like i think the cross-cutting and stuff on that's really interesting the way that like they have all these really long shots of him just like kind of there just like kind of crazy crazy you don't know quite what he's thinking like he's looking at the magazine and stuff with that picture mm-hmm. and, like having a revelation then you've got all the things of him you know, in his attic, like, working out, and then, like, the shots of, like, the tattoo going in, getting the teeth, and, like, you're like, what does any of this mean? And, mm-hmm. like, even by the end of that sequence, you're not really sure, but, like, there's a sense that, like, something's awakening in him, where, like, mm. it's cutting between all that. Oh, so that was that, like, his whole, like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, three years? So I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Like, it, they don't really establish. Okay. But, like... Because they went from, like, the very beginning to where he sees the tattoo yeah. to when he actually gets the tattoo right and i mean that tattoo had to at least take months <laughs> yeah you at the very least yeah i mean that that's a twenty thousand dollar tattoo i think Please. we can assume that that was over a period of time yeah, yeah. And, i mean possibly all three years and le- unless he has stupid money and just the most yeah. incredible tolerance of pain ever yeah i, I mean, think like I guess they didn't really establish for sure where he got the tattoo. I was assuming it was in Hong Kong where he got the teeth. Yeah. But, like, but they don't wasn't... really say all that that specific. But they were showing it, though, right? Yeah, they showed it. Yeah. You just didn't really see if those took place in the same place. Oh, okay. Like, it, those could have been totally different okay. shops. Because, like, where he got the teeth, you saw, like, this other dude with his mouth open or being yeah, held open. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I think it was, like, a dental office that he got, like, a... a 
which mm-hmm. are the uh, teeth that they were finding marks on all the bodies of and stuff. Yeah. They're not like real teeth. Yeah, because uh, I mean that that tattoo took would literally take days. <laughs> yeah, just to get, and then yeah. you have to wait a while before like it heals. Yeah, and then and it costs probably twenty to thirty grand. <laughs> yeah, and so like. Yeah, so it's a little suspension of disbelief okay. there, but uh. Well, no, I mean, it, so that's why I was thinking that it was like the full three years from like the last because you, you said the last episode to that episode was like two yeah, years. Yeah, it was two years. It was three, three years. years. Three yeah. Years. So it could have, and you see all this happen before they do the three years later. Okay. Uh, so you can assume you could make that assumption that like those were the three years where he, from his ins- moment of inspiration on the Time magazine of the the yeah. Great Red Dragon to when he has the tattoo, when he has the teeth, when he's ready for it. Because it's not until after the three-year jump that we actually see he killed people. Mm-hmm. Because we have that one shot where like he's staring at the broken mirror, and there's a shot of the moon, uh, or the full moon, and then the drop of blood, and then you see him covered in blood outside of the house. Okay, yeah. Because the full moon is when he kills. Yeah, so that's yeah, what they've yeah, been yeah. worried about, is uh, figuring out who did it and how before the next full moon. But... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that, that scene makes sense now. I was like, what the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah, because, like, they're purposely showing you things before you have that much context for it. Okay. But, like, I think that's all right. Like, uh, I, I at least put together the moon thing and, like, that that's when he killed. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, like, the show kind of kind of does that from time to time. Like, it makes you have to, like, kind of put pieces together rather than just, like, base, like, chronological simple gotcha. like gotcha. it, it yeah, gets inside I, the minds of the killers themselves and tries to present it like in a weird like twisted like how they might see things okay because that 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 scene where he's like screaming in blood i was like that seemed random yeah like, yeah no that was that was after he killed the family yeah. okay gotcha <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking but mm-hmm. like i wasn't sure because it was just it just felt so random yeah i just thought Maybe he cut himself. I didn't like. <laughs> just I don't know. really bad. I was like, maybe he just like smeared his blood or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. No. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. No, he. That was after he killed. Gotcha. But, but yeah, like a lot of the other stuff is kind of, like, like the interpretation of the the scene where he's looking at the projector. You get like the film face thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the other one that I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, I, I think it's just inside his mind or like him feeling, like the you did you get what he was watching? The family, family yeah. Videos. He was watching. He was watching video he took of killing him. Oh, okay. Like it, it, there were real brief shots where you could see their bo- a body or something. Okay. And yeah, like so he's watching his own time or like his own crime and stuff and yeah, like. And so I th- I think what it was trying to symbolize, and, like, I'm not 100% sure, like, the show doesn't really make it that clear, is that, like, that's part of his becoming. So, like, the film is, like, wrapping around him, and, like, he's coming closer to the Great Red Dragon. Like, he's trying to awaken through these killings and stuff. But I don't know. Like, again, like, it's getting all this across visually at this point, and they haven't given you a lot of, like, textual uh, references. Now, are they done? With this plot line? No, or? no, no. no. So. This was just the first... This second half of this season is Red Dragon. Oh, okay. So this was just setting everything up. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know who did it yet. There's been one episode since. Uh, 
but yeah, like so from this point on, it's got to follow a little closer to the Red Dragon book and you know movie because okay. of that. Where gotcha, you'll get more about Freddie Lowndes, the uh, reporter at the Tatler, and uh, the uh, like Hannibal and uh, Francis Delaride, the Red Dragon, like actually communicating with each other and stuff, and like that's gonna be. A bigger part, but yeah, this was just like how to introduce this new story, but within the world of the show. Hmm. So yeah, sounds like a lot of confusion then. A little bit, <laughs> maybe yeah. a little, little too confusing an episode yeah. to start with. But and may, and and maybe it would help if I either had read the book or re- really remember the movie. Yeah, but you know you shouldn't have to, right? Or if it's the start of a new story and it's the may, TV version. Yeah. And there are a lot of contradictions anyway. Like, oh, okay. The show's changed a number of things. Because I, I saw... I mean, it's been at least five years since I saw Red Dragon. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Red Dragon's not one that you're like, I really need to return to Red Yeah, Dragon. that, that like, was definitely the weakest of the Anthony yeah. Hopkins... Yeah, I'm um, I'm mixed on Hannibal, too. but Or the, the last movie they did. but Or Ridley Scott's Hannibal. Oh, with Julianne Moore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has its moments, but... A funny thing with the show, like, you know, the bad, or, like, the villain kind of in Hannibal, like, the guy with the face that's missing, because... Oh, the, Vargas, or Vase, or Mason... Mason. Something, Verges. Verger. Mason Verger. Verger. He's, a, he's a character who, they've already basically done his whole arc on the show. Like, this earlier part of the season was about, oh, like, that, that came to a head, and it was the craziest fucking thing I've ever... Like, yeah. For, first of all, this show, like, this is on NBC... Yeah. Somehow this show exists on NBC. <laughs> you gotta remember, in America, violence is okay well, as long as there's no nipples. Well, yeah, but as like even outside like, of violence, like a show like this totally weird and like this like nonlinear, like the fact sure. that there are a lot of things that you could mistake and it's not just like showing you exactly what happened. It's right. like getting inside the mindsets of like crazy people. It's like a weird, weird show to exist on NBC. That's fair. But, yeah, by the end of the last season, all the Mason Berger stuff was utterly Oh, yeah, insane. that's a fucked up story. It, it gets weirder in the show, I think, than, than in does. the movie? Oh, Holy yeah. shit. His sister's not in the movie, right? I don't think so. Like, in the show, it has... They, the- they barely touch on his backstory. They just, they just kind of explain what happened to him. Yeah. In the movie. Just yeah, yeah. So, just so, just you, that, just so like, you're not like, what the fuck happened that, like, to that guy? Like, holy like, shit. That Hannibal drugged him, and then like he cut off his face, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's in the show, too. Or that <laughs> whole sequence. Somehow NBC allowed for a scene with a man cutting off his own face and feeding t- to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it gets really crazy. You gotta remember, but, though, this is America, Ross. All the violence in the world. Just okay. no nipples. Just TV 14. It's okay. No nipples. 14 and up. No Just, nipples. Yeah, that's a little much. No nipples, because that's offensive. That was one of the things, like, Brian Fuller was asked recently, like, well, if if you guys took this show and put it on, like, Amazon or went to cable or something, like, what would change? He's like, not much. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, we would say the F word occasionally, maybe. He's like, otherwise, ah. though, like, there's, they're like, there's not really a scene we haven't been able to get away with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like the 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 face eating scene, they're like, yeah, they told us, you know, maybe make it kind of shadowy, <laughs> but, it's, but it's still a guy cutting off his face. Oh yeah, they even had like when the red dragon reveals his tattoo, like you just see there's like perfect light except around his ass. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, the shadows, but it's still there, you know. Like they they got away with a bit for network TV on that, but uh, yeah, yeah. 
And there's a whole, like, love scene in the last season, which was, like, a lesbian scene. And, like, it was this weird kaleidoscopic thing of naked bodies. So, like, there's no actual <laughs> nudity, but it's, like, the formation it constantly looks like a vagina. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. But That's awesome. It, yeah. It's a crazy show. But, uh, yeah. So it sounds like this was a little more confusing than it might have yeah but it didn't it didn't lose me it yeah. just there was just some parts that i was just like i don't know what's going on yeah so the second would you say the second half was a little more clear for you then once it became more about will graham and yeah going back and like getting a letter from hannibal and jack crawford trying to manipulate him into coming back yeah i mean that was clear i mean really it was just that one the the scene with the movie film yeah. <laughs> it was the scene where he was screaming i was like okay because i didn't know if that was like present like he killed again yeah or the first one yeah i and it's not totally clear which family it is right because yeah. they say that two families have been killed but mm-hmm. they don't say that until after you've seen him do that scene yeah so like so, you don't you're still watching his journey from like kind of this person discovering the idea of the red dragon to when he first kills like yeah. the first time he I think that's the first time he killed because that's when he looked at the smashed mirror and like was really examining himself and then it just did that quick cut to the full moon. Yeah. But it could be the second too. Like, what, are we supposed to assume there's time between that and when like Will's brought on the case or what? But and then and then just the lady. I mean, if if the character that's eaten the orange yeah whatever, Chilton. yeah if that's who I think it is, then that's clear. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know if that's the character yeah. that I'm thinking it is. And uh, Alana Bloom, Alan Bloom is the character in the book, and sh- and he is in it, but like he's a pretty small role. He's just in like the, a, in the films. Yeah, I I think he's in the films, but uh, in the book he's just like brought on to consult occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like he's not nearly as significant. But in the show, they use that role as like kind of Will's friend, and <laughs> yeah, I want to. Although they've had a pretty significant falling out over time. Looking up who... Wow, that movie came... Silence of the Lambs came out on fucking Valentine's Day, 1991, <laughs> by the way. That's wonderful. My sister's first birthday. That's, that is the perfect time to that is, see That is kind of... That's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. It okay, is yeah. Yeah, Chilton. Yeah, Chilton. So that, that makes sense now. I was like, if yeah. that's who it is... And that their relationship and everything makes yeah. sense. And you immediately understood that who Jack Crawford was and yeah. stuff. Because, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne played him here. But... And Morpheus. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he was just like, we'll take the red pill and let's do, or blue pill, I can't remember which one. Yeah. Let's go back to the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, why I'm returning. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of that's pretty clear, and that's that's what I was hoping was that at least the idea of like this guy who you know like you get the indication he left for a good reason and yeah. like being brought back in and like being really concerned about it. Well, and they and they because I remember he kind of left in the movie as well. So. Yeah, the movie starts at the same point yeah. where Will is being asked, or I think it starts with him having just returned or something, right? I think he. I think they had to pull him back in. Yeah, I think because like. I couldn't remember if the movie, like, started with him going to see Hannibal or not. I guess not. Yeah, I can't. I think he was, like, trying to avoid... No, because he was trying to avoid Hannibal for the longest time, because then they had that scene where he's, like... He's, like, tied to that harness that he can walk around that square, and they have, like, that scene that's in the previews where he's, like, like, this close to his face (laughs) and trying to eat him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're... 
And that is a big difference, their relationship, like, in the show versus the books and the movies and Mm -hmm. stuff, where... I mean, it makes sense, though, that they kind of... Because they had more time. I think it's a lot more interesting the way they do it. Well, yeah. Honestly. Because, I mean, they had more time, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got 12 hours in a season as opposed to two. The whole premise of the show was that it was a prequel series. Was Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like, no, this is Hannibal before he was caught. But they finally got to the point where it's like, no, he's caught. Now we're just going to go through the stories that are written. Right. At least until it ends, which is probably going to be after this season. But Oh, really? It, yeah, it got canceled by NBC because, like, for a long time, it just existed off of the fact that it's a co-production. So, like, this international company, Galmont, produces most of it, or they spend the majority of the budget, and they can sell it to international uh, distributors and stuff and, like, get plenty of money off of that. So NBC's, like, portion was pretty small. So we're like, yeah, it just makes sense for us to have it on the air. Even if, it, it, like, they barely gave any notes. Just like, all right, whatever. It, even if barely anyone's watching it, we'll make some money. And uh, now it's gotten to the point where they're, like, the ratings are so low. They're like, yeah, we still can't do this. <laughs> like, Jesus. It's, it had a 0.4 in the ratings for most of the season. And they moved it to Saturday. Partially, apparently their advertisers are like, please get this off of here. (laughs) So so it's like got this huge internet following, but like nobody's really watching it live. Oh, no. Yeah. But uh, apparently Amazon wanted to pick it up, but the guy who makes it is adapting a different series for, uh, I want to say Stars soon, a series by uh, Neil Gaiman called American Gods. Or not a series, it's a book, but they're making it into a series and... That should be really interesting, but it means that he can't be ready to do another season of Hannibal, like, now, so Amazon can't do it. <laughs> and then Netflix does, wants it, but they want they only want it if they can have all the previous seasons, and Amazon owns those, so sucks. <laughs> but, but it's been interesting. So kind of a mixed bag, you'd say, on this one. Yeah. Because, like, things that are interesting, but a little too much confusion to really know. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was intriguing. Yeah. But it didn't, like set me on fire yeah so but it was better than i thought it was because i was kind of going in and i remember you even mentioning it you're like this is awesome and i was like fuck this (laughs) because i know it's different fuck hannibal it sounded like i got you on board slightly when i told you that they incorporated stuff from hannibal rising but totally changed it around so that he ate his own sister yeah (laughs) rather than being like oh his sister got eaten by nazis and that's why he's right i was like no you gave (laughs) hannibal lecter a heart you sons of bitches yeah like they don't make him a tragic figure in this at all yeah good yeah because he's not he shouldn't be yeah not at all ruins the character and like that and i don't i don't even remember who played hannibal rising or whatever but he was like the worst fucking actor on the face of this planet yeah I just, I remember... You don't need that. Yeah. I saw that movie for free because I worked at a movie theater at the time. Mm-hmm. And I literally stood up at the end of that movie and went, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so pissed. I, I knew that was a bad idea right from the start. And, yeah. like, I read a review of the script a few months before it came out. And it, it just sounded so bad. Yeah. And, like, I, they might have changed some of it. But, like, part of it was that... because. There's a woman he stays with, and doesn't she have, like, a bunch of samurai shit or something? I can't remember. They might have removed some of that, but originally she had, like, a samurai mask thing that looked like the mask he wears when he's incarcerated. It's like, no. The mask doesn't need an origin story. Right. It's a mask because he bites people. Right. (laughs) Like, it's not... And it's not, like, that's such a stupid origin anyway. Yeah. Because 
the cops are responsible for right. that fucking mask. He's like, oh, what a coincidence. Right? It's not like he puts on the mask when he escapes. <laughs> it's like, you got me. Hold on. Hold on. I just, I'll, I have, I'll go quietly. I have a lot of memories that feel <laughs> like this is important to me. So. You could really help out my time in prison. That would really be comforting. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so should we move on to Bojack yeah, Horseman? Oh, okay, yeah. This guy. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He always plays like a snake in the grass, bastard. Yeah. I really like Everyone. the guy they got for Chilton in this too, because yeah, he has that kind of marmy yeah. attitude to him. Like he's he's, he's like, like the only character in the whole movie. They're like, yeah, eat him. Eat him. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> like he he needs yeah, it. That's right. So yeah, man, let's go to Bojack yeah. Horseman. So th- we watched the first episode, mm-hmm. and uh, like I'd heard a lot of things where people were. Uh, really skeptical about the show on the first episode where they watched it and they're like, eh, whatever, and gave up on it. And then later people were like, no, no, it's really good. Yeah. I thought there was enough here that it was interesting enough to see where it goes. Yeah. And, like, the joke writing's really solid. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't... It, it has kind of a Family Guy vibe in a way where they, like, set up... They have a lot of cutaway gags. Right. And they have a lot of things where, like, they set up a really obvious gag, but then they go so far so much further with it than you expected that it's funny like the bit with the baby where it's like yeah it's like well it's not what you said it's your actions and you expect like like maybe him kicking you over like you like that would be the gag that you'd expect and but then he like runs away he steals a car off camera the cops run after him there's an explosion uh tire flies by and then you hear uh, they just recognize it's him so it's presumably okay and like that's funny and uh right but th- yeah i thought there were a lot of good lines and a lot of uh like yeah. clever joke construction and yeah like, and like the first season's like really good uh the second season because they, they they a lot of the jokes rely on like those kind of like like for instance they'll have hey this is ethan hawk and he's mm-hmm. literally a hawk yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, some of it is kind of getting old a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and they they did that a little this season, or even this episode, with yeah. like Penguin Publishing and stuff, where yeah. they're all penguins. But even then, like, it starts out with just a little gag where you are you see the penguin representative or his agent or whoever it is, uh, it, played by Patton Oswalt, and he's uh, just a penguin sitting with them, so you're like, oh, haha, I get it, it's Penguin Publishing. But then when you, like actually see the office and they're all like sliding around on their bellies and literally just a bunch of penguins it's kind of funny <laughs> like it goes right. just far enough with it that it's good um i like the like it, it feels feels really serialized for a show like this or like even though i only saw that first episode every plot line was like setting up what seemed like a season arc so like his book and his uh, ghostwriting deal and stuff mm-hmm. seems to be like that's the focus, and it's him reclaim, wanting to reclaim some of his fame and show people that he's not just, you know, like, a one-trick pony or one-trick horse or whatever. <laughs> like, ha <laughs> I gag, <laughs> I should write for this show. <laughs> but, uh, it, they, it does seem like it, it, like, it feels like an Adult Swim show, but, yeah, a lot more serialized than a yeah. lot of them. No, and, it, it, and it's, that's what's, that's what's kind of interesting about it, and it kind of mm-hmm. it, it's weird too. Yeah, because it gets really dark. Yeah, and especially for a cartoon. Well, I really which is kind of interesting, but uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of it kind of it's weird too to see a cartoon get so dark. Yeah. Well, I really liked uh, like the opening credit sequence, which felt mm-hmm. like a little darker and like 
a different show than maybe it is where yeah. you're just with him the whole time like passing through uh, like so the camera's facing his head and like it's just panning through his life and then the party and like going with him as he falls off a balcony and like in the pool and then facing up and like it's it's just kind of a neat visual perspective and it does give you the feeling of like depression uh, because of this guy going through life but like always with the same expression while everybody else lives their lives behind him and mm. doing their own thing and yeah. And um, it probably fits kind of the theme, too, of where, like, he feels like his life has already passed him by in a way. Like, he desperately wants to reclaim it, and he wants to put on a face like he doesn't believe that, but, like, he's really insecure about it. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, like, I, uh, I'd i be interested to see where that goes. Like, what, uh, what else, wh- what are the biggest strong points of the series, then, do you think, for the first season? Um, the first season, well, tell you the truth, I don't really remember the last half, so I might have to rewatch it myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I love, <laughs> I love, uh, Todd, Aaron Paul's yeah. character. Aaron Paul's character is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> he, like, Aaron Paul's character, even when it's, like, so serious, like, he will always be, he's just so over the top and just, he gets way more ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, and then Mr. Peanut Butter and like BoJack's relationship gets really fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, that's really good. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying. To, let me think. <laughs> I can't. I I need to watch the first half of season one again. Yeah. Cause like, actually, to tell you the truth, I probably should watch the first first season again. Yeah. Um. Cause uh, even like the book, like. Yeah, you're totally right, because even in the pilot, mm-hmm. they have, like, that book, Secretariat, that Diane, the ghostwriter, wrote. That yeah. becomes a part in season two. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot, and that has a lot to do with uh, BoJack's backstory. That okay. book. I mean, or at least that, because it's an auto, it's an auto, it's right. a biography on a Right, I, I like person. that idea that, like, Secretariat, there's already, in our, the real world, there's a book on Secretariat called yeah. Secretariat, but... Here it's like, yeah, it's this actual biography of the horse yeah. <laughs> instead where they have a ghostwriter and everything. It's kind of clever. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested to watch more of it if I could find the time. <laughs> That's sure. always the tricky right? part. Right? You can't... There's not enough time. Yeah. There's not enough time. It Just... made, me, made me think of what I should show you next time we do this, yeah. which is uh, Rick and Morty. Have you watched that? Rick and Morty... If we're going to go animated shows with, like, really dark twists, Rick and Morty is amazing. And Rick I know and exactly what episode to show you. Yeah, I, I've not... I Nope. <laughs> All right. Nope. Well, that'll that'll be uh, for next time. And now, so we're going to be out of... Uh, or I'm going to be out of town next week. You're going to be... I'm not going to be out of town. I'm just uh, going to be... Burbank Comedy Festival. Ah, is, you're going to uh, be busy as hell then. Yeah. I mean, I could probably fit... If you want to do one, uh, the Sunday the sixteenth, maybe I'll I'll be just getting back into town, oh, okay. though, so it might be tough. Okay. But because we'll, that, that's probably the only day I'll have that whole week. We'll plan on not having episodes for a couple weeks and then come back. But you know, if we can squeeze one in, we'll squeeze one in. For See sure. how it goes. For sure, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hope you'll join us next week.